For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. I'm proud. I'm proud. I am proud. I'm proud to be Union Strong. To be Union Strong. Be Union Strong. To be Union Strong. I'm a teacher, and I'm Union Strong. I wouldn't have it any other way. Madison Avenue in downtown Albany was shut down to traffic early in the morning on March 21st to allow buses to pull in one after the other to drop off thousands of health care workers for a day of action. They gathered together as co-workers, as friends, as health care union members of 1199 SEIU. They came from across the state with an urgent call to the governor and legislative leaders to reverse health care cuts in the state budget and close the Medicaid coverage cap. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Okay, stop to the table, keep moving all the way down to the end. The caregivers cover all job titles in hospitals, nursing homes, pharmacies, clinics, research labs, universities, home care, and other health care settings. They arrived determined and united, getting inspiration along the way as they marched across the Empire State Plaza. Go Union, go Union, go! Go Union, go Union, go! Go Union, go As they made their way to the state capitol, they were led in chants calling for fair pay and an end to health care cuts. It was the biggest budget rally Albany has seen in years. SEIU members filled the 17,000-seat MVP arena, where they were greeted with widespread support from legendary hip-hop artists, including Rakim and Fat Joe. And so you need more money. And we stand with you. And we stand with you, and that's what we're doing up here. Saluting y'all for everything y'all done did for us. They heard from legislators, our own president of the New York State AFL-CIO, Mario Salento. 1199 is not alone in this fight. Your two and a half million brothers and sisters and family members of the entire labor movement of this state are here with you. Public sector unions and private sector unions, building trades unions, Buffalo to Brooklyn to Long Island, everywhere in between. Your fight is our fight. Your fight for dignity is our fight. Your fight for respect is the labor movement's fight. Your fight for justice is the AFL-CIO's fight. And your fight for full funding for Medicaid for our hospitals and our nursing homes and our safety net hospitals and all of our home care workers is everybody's fight, all of us together. They were fired up after having survived the pandemic and frustrated to be working in overflowing emergency rooms and understaffed hospitals. They've endured a lot, but have never lost their will to help others. But if I gotta get arrested to stand up for what's right, open the jail doors, Among the workers in the sea of purple and gold, 
was Sheena Tannis, a registered nurse from Brookdale, a safety net hospital in Brooklyn, New York, who described what it was like working through the pandemic and the challenges they face moving forward. To be honest, it is the most difficult experience that I have had in my entire life, and I really hope to never um, step in those shoes again. The amount of death, um, sadness, uh, fear, that I experienced um, during that time. My greatest fear was taking the disease home to my family. We had to have discussions about if I got sick and if I were to die, what was going to, um, what were the plans that we needed to put in place. So I am not the only person who had to have those types of difficult um, conversations with our family members. I am thankful that um, I survived. My immediate family survived, but there were so many people who, um, who did not. And yet here you are still providing this kind of care when a lot of people said that's it, it's enough. And I know that's affecting uh, places like where you work, staffing-wise. What drives you to continue to do this work? Um, I'm blessed. I am blessed, and because I am blessed, I want to be a blessing to others. I became a registered nurse because of a heavyset Irish woman who, when my mom took sick when I was 18 years old, she was um, peace for me in a very chaotic space. And um, I wanted to be that for other people. Um, my grandmother was a nurse, and everybody thought I became a nurse because my grandma was a nurse. But it was really f um, an emergency room nurse who created a safe space for me. And I recognized that that's what I wanted to be for someone else. Healthcare workers brought my mom back to health. She's home taking care of my baby right now. My well, he's not a baby, he's 11. But um, to almost have lost her at 18 years old and to be going for, uh, on 44 this year, God spare my life, and to still have her with me in good health, I'm forever thankful uh, to healthcare workers, uh, so much so that I became one. And so you came out here to Albany today. It's been a long day. Walk me through that. You got on the bus at what time you got here? I don't even know. I think I've been up since 2 o'clock um, since two o'clock this morning, and um, I had to be here. This is my day off. I should have been home resting, but it was important for me to lend my voice here and, and be counted in the numbers. I need the legislators and every decision maker to understand how funding is important to all institutions, but especially safety net uh, institutions like the one that I work in. Um, we are, I would say, about 90% dependent on Medicaid because that is what our payer mixes. Our, our patients are um, underserved, and that's the type of health insurance that they have. And for every dollar, we get 76 cents. So what happens to that other 24 cents? The, it keeps creating a gap and a larger gap and an even larger gap. And, at some point, it will become insurmountable. We need funding, we need um, the support in order to have appropriate staffing, to have um, state-of-the-art equipment, to really render excellent care to the poorer um, communities that are sicker. It's a fact. 
that um, without finances, you end up being sicker because you seek um, you seek care later. Um, you put off these things. You may not be able to afford medi medications and things of that nature. So by the time you're introduced into the healthcare system, you come to meet a nurse and my, myself. I'm a critical care nurse. Sometimes I meet patients and their blood pressure is 220 something over 100 and something. And when you talk to them, they're not taking medications or they're postponing getting care because of um, insurance issues. And that's our population. So um, there's no doubt you got the attention of the governor, who's here in Albany today, and legislative leaders. What is the message that you want to uh, say to them? We really have to close the gap. I understand that budgeting is not easy. And not everyone may think the same way, but we have a social responsibility. We are connected. And if that is one thing that COVID taught us, there is no, re when it comes to illness, there is no respect of title, there's no respect of color, there's no respect of Ill illness does not care. And what we have to do as fellow humans is really care for one another. And by closing that gap, by funding institutions, we can actually be human again. We can actually take care of one another. And what greater gift it is than to help your fellow man. And the final thoughts on the energy around today with all of your brothers and sisters here with you. How did that feel? 1199. It is so exciting to be out with everyone. But to be honest, I'd prefer to be at work and taking care of my patients um, because that's my life's calling. And I think the majority of us would rather be there. That's where we belong. We belong taking care of and doing the best that we can in our job titles. But all of us are off today, and instead of doing things with our family or resting, we had to come because we had to let the people who make the decisions know the time is now. We can't continue with this gap. If you create such a deep gap, we are going to fall through. Healthcare is going to collapse in New York State. And we're a state that is too rich to allow something like this to happen. We pay basketball and baseball players millions and millions of dollars. I'm not saying that their entertainment is not important, but what could be more important than taking care of each other? Well, I couldn't say it any better. And you're very important. And thank you very much for taking the time to come here and for talking to us today. Thank you very much for talking to me as well. If you This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary-treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. We keep New York State unions strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysaflcio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.